0: Now, Tech Talk with Alan Perry
1: on CFAX 1070.
2: Well, hello there. Back from Mickey land. Thanks for joining us on our Tuba Christmas weekend edition of Tech Talk for December the 10th, 2022. We are live on Saturday morning, Sunday afternoon rebroadcast preempted once again by Seahawks football play by play. Thanks to Gary and Brian for filling in me, filling in me, filling in for me. (laughs) See, the brain hasn't come back yet. Still in Florida sunshine there. Thanks very much for uh, joining us, Brian Pavlichich, How are you? I'm doing well, thanks. You had fun with Gary last weekend.
3: Yes, yeah, yeah. That was a lot of fun.
2: Uh, put a couple more pictures into the show notes at the at the bottom there for you of our of our trip to Florida. We'll talk about that there as well as we work through the show. It was beautiful sunshine. Still getting used to the cold temperatures and the fact that it's almost Christmas. So I guess we can say Merry Christmas. I guess so. Yeah. Well, we read uh, Gary read his
3: dad's um, piece. So, yeah, we were getting into the Christmas spirit last week. No, we haven't had Panettone since December started, so... I forgot it. It's at home. Oh, I want to get that sampler for, yeah, for next week.
2: (laughs) Joining us in studio to help make sense of all this... Tan
4: Rubini, I'm the president of the Victoria Macintosh Users Group and the owner of MacZen Consulting here How in Victoria. How are you? I am fantastic. Thank you. How are you?
2: Getting ready for the Victoria Mac and iOS User Group, not only the Christmas meeting, but for the first time since before the pandemic.
4: Yeah, our AGM Christmas party. So it's going to be fun. We've got draw prizes and... Some member presentations, things like that. It's going to be a lot of fun.
2: So this will be at the Pro Pat Legion, mm-hmm. uh, Gorge and, and Jutland, Wednesday at 7 p.m. Yeah. Uh, doors are at 6.30, so, yeah. yeah. But in a different room for people that do remember when we used yeah. to meet in person two and a half years exactly. ago. Exactly.
4: So it's not upstairs in the main hall. This time we're doing it down in the restaurant. We've got the whole restaurant uh, downstairs to ourselves and... Uh, yeah, so it'll be a bit more of a party this time.
2: As we come to you live on Saturday morning, my brain only being half here, that part is missing from the information next to Atan's picture and his contact info. So I will add that in right after the show. So if you want to come and join us, that'd be great if you've never been to one before. It's a great time to come. Yeah.
4: yeah. Uh, so draw prizes are, are only available to guests, uh, and I think most of our tickets are actually sold out anyway. Okay. But it's a really good opportunity to see how vibrant the community is and you know, how passionate. Know, people are there. So many of our members have been members for a couple of decades at least. Yeah, it'd be great to you see know, everybody so.
2: again. Oh, I was mentioning that this is tub- Tuba Christmas. lady just texted me and said what is Tuba Christmas? I love tubas. I'm new to Victoria. So this is the 41st annual Tuba Christmas. It's a gather of more than 100 tuba and euphonium players from not just here in Victoria, but from the lower mainland and the Pacific Northwest. Uh, tubist and UVic instructor Paul Boches. Bochesny Bochesny I think it's pronounced will lead the ensemble uh, and donations are accepted for the Times Colonist Christmas Fund but otherwise it's free it's at 1 to 3 p.m. Saturday so if you're listening to us live this afternoon Market Square in downtown Victoria on Lower Johnson Street it's a really neat sound and it's cool that it's that it's outdoors they had to do it indoors one year at UVic Brian but having a hundred plus tuba and aphoniums.
3: I I don't know how I don't know anything about this I've never seen this. I didn't even remember talking about it before.
2: Yeah. Well, we didn't have it the last couple of years because of the pandemic. Sure. uh, But yeah, it it dates back to 1974 where it originated in New York City. Concerts now take place in more than 200 cities worldwide. And so this is the 46th year for Tuba Christmas internationally, the 41st here in Victoria. It's really cool, particularly if you have young ones because this is something they've probably not ever been exposed to that many tubas. Yeah. With the low resonating sound. Sure. So there you go. Now that I live so close to town, Yeah, there you go. So 1 to 3 p.m. Saturday. If you're listening to the podcast, sorry, look for something on YouTube. There will hopefully be something there. There's tons of stuff for you in the show notes. Some more scams. (gasps) Keep thinking that they're going to get these guys, but they're not. Um, So we'll go through some of those as well. Uh, A couple tech deals that I found. A couple things in traveling. And uh A-10, things that you and I have talked about in the past that I thought would be good. Um, we put air tags, Apple AirTags in our Yep. We had just carry on, but it was really nice and also in backpacks. so roaming around Disney World mm-hmm. and that it was if just
4: to add a little peace of mind to you know, know that you're not accidentally gonna
2: lose something if you do. Yeah, because when it. you're getting on and off the rides and attractions mm-hmm. You know, and also, if on a couple of them you can't take your backpack, so they have a really great system where you get to use a locker. Mm -hmm. They have a free locker that's small. If you're carrying a backpack, then you have to pay two bucks, and right. you just scan your, your admission ticket, and it, and it clicks a locker open. Amazing. Yeah, and I'm taking good. a picture yeah. of the locker number, and I go, oh, I don't have to do that, because when you come back and want to get into it, when you scan your ticket, your locker and only your locker opens. You don't have to remember that it's 10-443. You
3: just see hmm. the door slide open, or there's a yeah. light? Yeah, yeah
2: they yeah. have and something like that in uh, West Edmonton Mall in the, uh, in the yeah. wave pool downstairs. Yeah. yeah. But I said to the friends I was with, I said, "I wonder what happens if how many people actually walk away and go to another part of the park, mm-hmm. without remembering that there's a <laughs> that it's in there, that oh. they've left their backpack in the locker." Oh, and yeah. you can't <laughs> get, get back the, into that area. Yeah, you could. But if what happens if you leave? Right. right? And then you'd have to yeah. walk all the way back. So I said, "Oh, it'll pop up on our phone," and sure enough, mm-hmm. but it popped just, up on the phone to say you're leaving your backpack behind.
3: Oh, okay. This is but. This is the water park, right? Aren't you in your bathing suit? Aren't you going to notice? This you're was no. Out? This
2: was actually at, at Disney. Oh, at oh, okay. Disney World. <laughs> in order to ride on, uh, for example, a couple of the rides, there no, nah, no backpacks. Gotcha. They go flinging off into space. And same thing at Universal. In order to go on Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the, the technology of the way they do is so great. At, at Disney World, you get a magic band, which looks, and you get to pick your design. If you're Mickey Mouse, on there, and that's your room key. Mm-hmm. That's your park admission that's your ride admission, that's your food, that's your drink, that's your locker. One thing. So you can literally go there with just you and and your watch. You don't even have to take your phone. You yeah, I love it. that. So that's pretty awesome. That was yeah, really, yeah, it's next level. Yeah, so it was really good. But the technology of the rides is just, my, I mean, I'm a geek, and I had to stop and think, how'd they do that? I mentioned when I was talking to you and Gary, uh, last weekend that there's one on there that uh, you blast off into space, it's called Mission Space, mm-hmm. and I felt the G-forces that I haven't felt since I had the honor of flying with the Snowbirds. And I came off there going, how'd you do that? Yeah, like, And then I w- went back, wait a minute, there's a centrifuge. Oh, this massive okay. cuz then oh, wow. you see then you see why they spent 300 million dollars on this thing yeah. and while you're getting seated <laughs> in the pre-flight free blast off they're slowly spinning up the centrifuge no and way. then when it gets blast off time they they it, the, the arm j- jolts back with pneumatic pressure and you feel like you're in so yeah fun but like harry harry potter the um, and uh, the late robbie coltrane who of course yeah. was hagrid's motorcycle adventure you're riding you're riding a motorcycle with seven different starts and stops, and the track changes right behind you. You go up a cliff and then you stop, and two seconds later you 're going backwards at forty kilometers an hour, but you 're on a different course. They have oh. to safely and pneumatically change the track and they do that seven different times it yeah, was just,
4: I've, I've seen a lot of the uh, a lot of the background of some of these rides. I have a, a client who uh, actually uh, designs rides and ride mechanisms. Oh wow! Yeah, so
2: it's it's pretty cool to see how they actually it's come so some far. Stuff. it yeah, really amazing. is. The realism mm-hmm. was so great. Uh, it was, I mean, the Avatar. I see why they waited that long to open up Pandora at Disney World Animal Kingdom. It was just phenomenal. You just like you're sitting there and you're, okay, so there's islands in the sky and there's waterfalls coming out of them. <laughs> yeah, like, you just sit there. You don't even need to go on any of the attractions. You just sit there, and people are just wandering around gawking, yeah. you know, and then you go on the actual, get to ride the Banshee. It was just phenomenal. Yeah, it sounds like yeah. a great time. Yeah, anyway, lots of, a couple of things from that, though. If you're flying back into the U.S., U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we've talked about this before, has that free app, M-P-C. stands for Mobile Passport Control. It works for Canadians and Americans, and can save you a lot of time at the border. It's invaluable if you have a tight connection. Ours worked out; we didn't need it, but there was a go. I got um, a text um, from Tech Talk listener Sherry and her husband. They used it in Toronto, flying to Fort Lauderdale from Victoria. They took the Victoria-Toronto flight, and it was late. And she says that was the only way they were able to make their connecting flight to Fort Lauderdale.
3: <laughs> it can be a big game changer
2: yeah so please put that one on and the other thing on the positive thing that i noticed there many u.s airlines and some overseas ones too have started offering free in-flight messaging via satellite internet i was pleasantly surprised when we got on board our delta flight from orlando and you turn on airplane mode then you turn on wi-fi and lo and behold it popped up the screen free complimentary complimentary messaging through imessage facebook messenger and whatsapp Mm -hmm. so if you if you have an iphone or an ipad then you can message people that also have iPhones and iPads. Yep. You but can, everything else is blocked yeah, out. Yeah, Android phones. So but no you no can SMS? Use, no. Uh, yep. And it's texts and text words and emojis only, no pictures.
3: Okay, fair um, enough.
2: But you can also use Facebook Messenger, and you can also use WhatsApp. Again, words and emojis only. Hmm. So if you're communicating with somebody that has an Android phone, then you can sit there and use either WhatsApp or Facebook Messenger, mm-hmm. and it's free amazing. Well, and there was a the
3: news item we mentioned last week was the EU is starting to offer uh, 5G yes. cell data for your flights. Yeah.
2: Well, for five bucks, we could get high-speed Wi-Fi, five bucks US oh, yeah. for the flight. Or if you're a regular traveler, you can do $49 a month US. And that's on Delta. H Airlines different. Yep. They're using T-Mobile Airborne. But yeah, well, I texted you guys a couple things just to say, never send a text from 31,000 feet before. Yeah. So... There we go. Um, speaking of the AirTags, I put a link into the show notes because I keep getting asked about them and how they work. You do have to have an iPhone to use them. But item number, the, the one about the free Wi-Fi is item 12, MPC, that app is item 11. That's at shownotes.ca. AirTags also make great Christmas gifts for someone who has an iPhone ATAM. It's a great thing. Yeah.
4: I, You know, I love the AirTags because they're so easy to set up. By, you know, considering the complexity of what it is. Yep. Uh, to be able to just kind of pull the tab, bring it close to your phone, and have it automatically guide yeah. you through a setup. Uh, you're literally done in 10 yeah. seconds.
2: Well, while I was away, Brian, you were seeing uh, Vicki and Victor and James Bay as they were getting ready to head head back east to see family. And that was one of the things that she was worried. At. And I said, well, Brian can help you with it, but you literally just take it out of the package and hold it next to the iPhone. And it says, yeah, what do you want yeah. to call this one?
3: Yeah, no, I got there, and that was not one thing we had to deal with. They had already yeah. set it up, yeah. so...
2: Uh, yeah. And I love that. They're $39 for one, $129 for four. Hard to find. They come and go very quickly mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. stores, London Drugs. Mostly has some in stock now. It got a lot better. Uh, you can buy a set of four and open the box and give two to one person and yep. two to another person for a one and three if they don't find them. The fact that they're in a box doesn't mean anything. They're not tied to each other.
4: Yeah, that, I have so. I have one that sits in my uh, sits in my laptop bag all the time, and every time I walk away from the car, I get a little notification saying you've left your laptop bag behind. Yeah, it's a good feeling, isn't it? And there we go. Or actually, if I've left it behind at a client, <laughs> <laughs> which happens more often, actually.
2: Yes, I need one of those. Yeah, yeah, I have one in my bag, and it, we've we've all had that happen there. Yeah, I put my car keys in my coat pocket, so I can't leave without those. But there's an AirTag. On there as well so I can I can check and see where they are One one oh, nice. I, I actually realized just as I said that now I lent one of my air tags to one of the friends we were with in Florida because he doesn't have any and is in a habit of doing that um, and so that is Martin's backpack and it's 183 kilometers away which is where he is in Courtney so that's good so huh. Martin, Martin I need to get my air tag back the next time I'll probably give it to him for Chris no I can't oh you oh, can I can I deactivate the air tag for me yes
4: And gift it to someone? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, you totally can. I'm going to have to learn how to do that. Okay, see. And, uh, you know, just a comment on battery life, too. I just, I think I got mine almost a year and a half ago, and I only just got my first battery notice that I need
2: to replace them. Yeah, I bought batteries about six months ago, and they were on sale at London Drugs because they use the little CRO2032, the little Mm. lithium watch batteries. Yeah. And I just put the very first two in about, yeah, two or three weeks ago. They're really good. So awesome. There you go. Okay, lots of other stuff to talk about here. Um, We're going to open up the phone lines, though, while we're live. Texts and emails are welcome as well, especially if you've got questions about uh, Mac, because that's not my weak area. Although, Brian, you've become very, very proficient uh, at that. So any technology questions at all, things to buy, we'd be glad to help you out while we're live on Saturday. So you probably know the numbers, but if not, star 1070 on a mobile phone. 250-386-1161 250-386-1161 on a home phone. You can text us at 107010107010 from in Canada. Please include your name somewhere in the text. Emails to Talk at cfax1070.com. We've got some of each, and we'll get to those when we come back. 22 after the hour on Tech Talk with Alan and E10. And Brian, we were mentioning the AirTags. Uh, Tech Talk listener Carol from Nanaimo is in Paris. And was freaking out because her air tags, her luggage, uh, didn't look like it had made it to Montreal uh, on the flight there. And then she found out that yeah, it, they were on board the plane. So she she was relaxing on that one there. So that was another really handy one in there. So that's a, again peace of mind. You can put them in your checked luggage. Yeah, and they will normally ping when the lug when the cargo area. Of the plane is opened when it lands, so she she saw that they were she saw that they were in in Vancouver, yep. and now she's landed in Montreal, oh. and she's going oh crap because it's showing that they're in Vancouver, and I'm guessing as soon as they opened the cargo door and the signals can get in and out, Pop-pop. it popped up in bank in Montreal, and then same thing in Paris.
3: Oh, so cargo is probably too far away for to then to connect to any because iPhones in, or anything. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. On plane, yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, depending where the cargo hold is and where your luggage is, it might not be able to penetrate. And, of course, an iPhone sitting up above it can't tell anybody because unless somebody's paid for Wi-Fi. Yeah, yeah. And it wouldn't know that. So that's it. Carol also contributed our sign of the week, mm. which is at the very bottom of the show notes every week. We find one of you finds a sign for us and we put it in this one there. Uh, um, I'll try my French. Vous allez potentier, nous allons vous installer. Merci. That's the sign at the Museum d'Orsay. You can read it and figure out what they really meant. I also put a couple of things in the, in the pictures there. No, I didn't want to brag we had an awesome time. The weather was fabulous and all this. So what I did, because Etan, you would talked about this when somebody asked, I think a year ago on on this show, about whether they should spend the extra money to get the latest model of the iPhone when they were on sale for uh, Black Friday, or should they save the big bucks and go with one model previous? And you'd asked how good of you know, how much photography they did, mm-hmm. explaining the leaps in that. Yeah. So that reminded me. So what I put into the bottom of the show notes, there is a picture I shot of my iPhone 13 Pro last week at night at the Wizarding World of Harry Potter at Universal Studios Florida. And the first picture is me using the ultra-wide angle, aiming up at the wonderful architecture and the night sky. And so this
4: is on your 13 Pro?
2: Yeah. yeah, And then right below that is the same shot of my friend's iPhone 12 Max. Right. And it's a world of difference. So Mm -hmm. after that, everyone said, can you take the night shots? (laughs) And I ended up being the photographer of record when we were out doing stuff at night. It was just a phenomenal difference.
4: Well, the the 13s represented such a massive shift in... in that, because uh, nowadays on the Pros, you actually have uh, optical image stabilization, right? So it's not yeah. done digitally. That means that the actual sensor is actually shifting with vibrations in order to be able to mm-hmm. do that. And on the 13s, they introduce this feature where if it's actually mounted on a tripod and the fo- it can detect that the phone is actually perfectly, perfectly still, uh, it 'll actually go into an extended exposure mode when it will just leave the aperture open, and then through the digital processing yes we'll be able to kind of' uh, we'll, uh, process all of that light into it and so i 've got some when I was in Hawaii last year at christmas time i 've got a couple of amazing shots of the Milky Way, yeah. uh, which
2: are just astonishing yeah. so if you did not get a smartphone on Black Friday and you 're thinking maybe coming up for uh, boxing Week, yeah. or maybe Santa, and you're trying to decide whether or not it's worth spending the extra money to get the 13 versus the 12. Yes. Now the 14 versus well, the 13, exactly. or the pro. It depends how how much your photos mean to you.
4: Well, the, uh, I think if you have the choice, you definitely, and you're going for an older model, I'd definitely say hundred percent get the thirteen pro over yes. the twelve pro I, I think that's a no brainer just because the even the ultra wide yeah. sensor had a had a much larger yes. uh, uh, aperture on yeah. those um, but if you have got the money for a fourteen pro one of the biggest benefits that came out of this generation mm-hmm. is that now the actual the sensor is a forty eight megapixel sensor now generally the software doesn't actually use that 48-megapixel sensor to be able to give you a 48-megapixel image. Right. What it does is it uses it to get you a really amazingly detailed 12-megapixel image. Yes. Right. Yeah. So rather than having a 12-megapixel image that might be a little pixelated and you see some artificial digital artifacts yeah. in some areas, now you get this ultra-crisp, ultra-detailed um, and uh, a friend did some comparisons between his 13 Pro and a 14 Pro on an architectural job site. Mm-hmm. And the, the difference in detail yeah. is just astonishing.
2: Now, the pictures I've put into the show notes are compressed because they're on OneDrive on the OneNote app. But I blew them up on looking at it, on yeah. looking at the show notes on my iPad. I blew them up last night and yeah, it it you can still see the difference right there. I also put a handheld night shot, and again I did handheld, did not take a tripod, did not even take gorilla pod. Uh-huh. Well there was one in my suitcase, but it never came out. Uh, of me in front of the Millennium Falcon outside Star Wars, The Rise of the Resistance at Disney World. And first of all, it's an amazing I mean it's it's not a little dinky model, Brian. This thing, the Millennium Falcon is yeah, it's the size of four city buses
1: wow. and it's yeah. right
2: there in front of you and you can walk yeah so there's a shot of me going with this thing behind me and the night lighting was just and again it's not so much bragging about alan's photography it's the fact that i just handheld the shot and and there it is there and then lastly another handheld shot from the harmonious nightly light music lasers fireworks cats spectacular and, and everything through everything but the kitchen sink at that at epcot at disney world Yeah, I just want to show you that you can do this. You don't have to take uh, a DSLR. Our friend Alex from Halifax did, and I think he brought it out of the 10 days. I think he brought it three times. And even then, most of the time, it would go into the locker. Otherwise, it was, yeah, we'd just take the shots on their phone. So it was just to encourage you to A, go out and do these shots. And these were all handheld. I wasn't, no tripod, no nothing. And then again, yeah, spend the extra money. If it's important to you. If you just take family snapshots, it's not a big deal. Yeah, you know, the iPhone 13, the 12, they're great. But this just is the extra. This is the first time I really noticed it.
3: Yeah, but even it like, family shots, you know, in in the evening, not a lot of light inside. Yeah. Yeah, it's really helpful.
2: Yeah, there you go on that break. Laurie, you're up next when we take a break after CFAX News. Stay with us.
1: Talk with Alan Perry on CFAX 1070.
2: Glad to have you along on our show for... December the 10th, 2022, if you're just tuning in, Etan Rubini is in studio with me. Etan is president of the Victoria Mac and iOS user group, so he will be wearing that hat on Wednesday night as VMUG has its Christmas meeting, which will be an in-person meeting, although we're going to do it, Etan, on Zoom for those that do want to stay home in their PJs. That's right. We're just trying to figure yeah, out how this be, is all going to work. Well,
4: with. I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to bring my iPhone along and I'll bring a, a tripod and yeah. we'll just set it up with a on a Gorillapod and... Yep. And uh, and just cast it. And know, we'll put and it up I, on I the big screen. I don't think it'll be a problem.
2: Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Atan is also a certified Apple support specialist and the owner-operator of MacZen.ca. So if you want somebody to come and help you at home, he's glad to do that in there. We've got something really fun for you coming up in just a sec. We've talked about how far artificial intelligence has come. So something Atan's found. You get to try this out as well. That's coming up in a minute. Stay tuned. But Laurie's been waiting patiently on the phone lines. Hi, Laurie. Hi, how are you this morning? Excellent. How are you? How can
0: we help? Um, I can't seem to get my emails on my phone. It's an I, um, iPhone 12 Pro, uh-huh. and I've restarted it three times. And like, Typically, I'll just pull the screen down, and my new emails will refresh, but right. there's been nothing.
2: Okay. What does your email address end in? At what?
0: Uh, <laughs> at Well, it's a Yahoo address.
2: At yahoo.ca or at yahoo.com? Uh, dot com, sorry. <laughs> Okay well, uh, the easiest thing to
4: do. I mean, the good thing is is that all the email that you have on your phone um, is also on a, on a server somewhere, so in, quite honestly, the easiest way to troubleshoot something like this is just to go in uh, into the settings, go to mail, select the
2: account, delete the account, and then sign back in again. And don't worry, as Atan said, you're not deleting the emails, yep. you're just removing the account from your device.:, uh,
0: okay. so settings? my iPad so, yep. Yep. so, so thought- settings, okay. settings
2: mail. Yeah. Accounts. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
4: And then just uh,
2: you tap on the Yahoo account and then you just go delete account. In red. And it's going to say, are you sure you really want to do this? And again, you're just deleting the account from the device. The account still exists. The emails are all there. Okay. And then after you've done that, uh, just in case, you don't have to, but just in case, restart your iPad. And you can now do that on an iPhone or an iPad by asking Siri to do that. Hey, S, restart my iPad or restart my iPhone. And she'll say, Are you, did you want to do that? You don't have to go through the settings to do that really uh, handy feature.
4: But it should just work to just adding the Yahoo account. But if in. it
2: was being a pain, then it just saves you an extra step. And then you'll go back into settings, mail, accounts, add an account. Yahoo will be right there. Sign in with your email address and password. Wait, uh, let it, little dials whirl and you should get five green check boxes for you, which will be for emails, calendars, and, reminders, notes, notes and, yeah, and all that. And, and then there you go.
4: A little tip, okay. though, if you're, if you're having problem connecting, uh, it's always worth going to a web browser, going to Yahoo.com and just making sure that you're, that the password that you're using to sign in actually works. Uh, if um, ever if ever there's any problems using an email client, whether it's Outlook or the iPhone or the iPad, whatever it yeah. is, it's always good to kind of just double check on the website to make sure you've got the right credentials
0: okay. okay um quick question about my Yahoo mail. I know that you guys are probably going, oh God she's Yahoo mail <laughs> <laughs> we're not
2: judgmental,
0: come on. <laughs> Um, what one, What do you recommend, and how much of a pain is it
2: going to be to switch it over? No, um, it is a pain because it's Yahoo. Because yeah. Yahoo is now owned by Global Asset Management, and they're getting out of the sort of the email side of it. It's going to move to the side of their desk. You cannot put a forwarding on as you can with any other email address. Okay. So when you pick your new address, which we would recommend you use Outlook.com or iCloud com if you only have Apple devices yeah um, so not you don't have anything Windows or Android no oh well then you've already got your iCloud address presumably and if not yeah. it's just a switch you turn on and create one but you okay. will have to tell every one of your friends and businesses about the new address there's no way to physically put a forwarding switch on they did that because they were losing clients right left front and center and they want to use it for marketing for an online casino so therefore they need to have as many people left as possible to do that so they in the u.s you can pay for forwarding but not Mm -hmm. in canada you can pay ten dollars a month in the u.s to give you yahoo mail plus but for some reason that's not available in canada
4: Yeah, you know, the the whole strategy of kind of changing email addresses, uh, for me, often boils down to how you actually handle it, uh, just in terms of your your personal process. A lot of people get really intimidated by having just an enormous list of things to go through. Um, But if you're giving yourself some time in order to be able to do it, it takes away a lot of the stress of Mm -hmm. actually doing it, because then you can actually as the emails come in, you can make decisions. Yeah. So it's very similar kind of workflow is to say, okay, if I wanted to thin down on some of the newsletters I have, I'm going to start unsubscribing as they come in
2: instead of making it just be like a project that you yeah. have to sit down and do one, Exactly. So when you so, get an email from company X, you can say, well, I don't really buy that stuff anymore, so I won't give them my new email yeah. address. Oh, but there's cousin Ethel that I haven't talked to in three years. Okay, I'll yeah. give them that one. And then what you
4: do is you just, in when you're replying to them, yeah. All you do is you have uh, a new email account, Yeah. and then you cha- you tap on the from field, change it to the one that you want to send it from, and then you just start communicating from the new one instead.
0: Okay. All right. Yeah, so I just give myself time to do it gradually, and it's yes. not a big deal. Exactly. Yeah, and Christmas is a
2: good time because that's when you tend to hear from people or communicate with people that you might not communicate yep. the rest of the year. So it's a good, all oh, right, yeah, that person. And so that's a good time to start it. And put a awesome. signature in too that says, uh, "This is yeah. my
4: new email address." That way, you don't have to retype it all the
2: time. Yeah, that's in settings, oh, okay. mail signature yeah. down at the bottom. So please put that in.
0: Okay. Thank you. Appreciate but, it. Thanks, Laurie. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Take
2: care. Bye. Okay. So this is a fun one that you found. We've talked in the past and given people some examples of how of how AI works. Uh, and this is one that you found. And this is a chatbot. A tan. It's called the Open AI chatbot. And it's being beta tested. And this is one that you've discovered, and you will put it through its paces because I think I suspected from the tone of your text you weren't initially uh, convinced this was going to be any good. Yeah, you know, it's um, I love reading about stuff
4: like this because it used to be so rinky-dink when people would actually talk about chatbots, and you know, I'd I'd go and check out a chatbot and I'd start having a conversation with it, and it would be it would seem like it's you know really not much of a big deal, or it
2: would give you really either inaccurate or offensive answers in some cases, and they had to kill a lot of them. Not kill, but I mean they had to turn off a lot of them because people immediately tried to ask Specific questions to see what it would say, and then they found, uh uh-oh, because it's a computer that's programmed with all this knowledge and with some rules and guidance. Yeah. So I was kind of curious, and I was really surprised when I saw ATAN text to Charles and myself last night. So I'm just going to try one now. So it's in your show notes. I encourage you to try this. Now, they warn you that it's a beta, and some of the answers about events later than 2021 Uh might be inaccurate because that's when they did all the programming up to and then they've started tweaking it, but it's free. You do have to sign up for a free account and then ask away. It's chat.openai.com Can I read the one afterwards when you're done with that? Yeah. Can I read the one that I submitted? To? Yeah. So I'm just going to try this one right now because I tried last night and I asked what is the meaning of life mm-hmm. and I was really impressed and then there's a button at the bottom that says try again and when you do that, that will give you a d- different answer to the same question. So I'm going to try this one here. Which is better, an iPhone or an Android phone? Question mark. And I'll hit the speak button.
0: Both iPhone and Android phones have their own strengths and weaknesses. And which one is better for you ultimately depends on your personal preferences and needs. Some people prefer the simplicity and sleek design of iPhones, while others prefer the flexibility and customization options offered by Android phones. Ultimately... The best phone for you is the one that meets your needs and fits your budget.
2: Would you know that that was a chatbot if I hadn't told you that? No. Isn't that phenomenal? And if I click try again, then she'll give me a different version. Yeah. Yep. So what did you
4: do? So I asked, what is the relationship between biological life and its need to create social interactions?
2: Whoa, so that's it's, profound. You know, it's like a yep.
4: deep esoteric question. Yeah. And uh, you bear with me for a second because I'm going to read this out to you. So uh, it says, the uh, the relationship between biological life and the need for social interactions is a complex one that is not fully understood. However, it is generally accepted that social interactions play a vital role in the overall health and well-being of most biological organisms, including humans. And it goes on for another three paragraphs and makes some references to evolution and, and other things too. And it just
2: absolutely blew me away. So it's very, very subjective, which is the thing we haven't really seen in chatbots. I'm going to try another one here. What would be a good Christmas gift for a 10-year-old boy? think about that. Well, I'll press the button and where it goes. Think about what a chatbot, what you would expect a chatbot to say for that one there. There are many different gifts that would be suitable for a 10-year-old boy. Some ideas might include a new video game, Sports equipment, such as a new basketball or baseball glove, a remote-control car or drone, a Lego set, a science or art kit, or a book series that he might enjoy. You could also consider giving him a gift card to his favorite store, which would allow him to choose his own gift. Ultimately, the best gift will depend on the interests and hobbies of the specific boy you're shopping for. Unbelievable. Yeah. So, there you go. Show that one. That'll get some great conversations going. Again, it's item number 16 in the Tech Talk show notes. Chat. Chat. Dot dot com. And again, you do have to sign up for a free account. There's no money, no strings attached. Just so they know and ask away.
4: And, I, and I used to. my uh, hide my email feature of my iCloud. Yeah. So they didn't have to commit yeah. anything. So. Same here. There you go.
2: Yeah. Okay, quarter to the hour. When we come back on the other end of things, if you like karaoke, you're going to love the new feature that's coming to Apple Music. It's called Apple Music Sing. And it's a great marriage of technology and people singing in the shower. Stay tuned. The Tech Talk Alan and Brian and Achan. During the break there, we were just uh, talking about this chat AI, and you had a good one.
3: Oh, I said, what are some good Yugoslavian baby names?
2: And it came back with, it's difficult for me to provide a list of Yugoslavian baby names as I am a large language model trained by OpenAI and do not have access to the internet to research baby names. But then it went on to say, additionally, Yugoslavia no longer exists as a country, so it's not clear which cultural traditions and naming conventions would be relevant to a Yugoslavian baby born today.
3: Wow. Pretty, yeah, pretty interesting. Also, I think... We've been waiting. We hadn't been mentioned this now, but we've the kind of... Reason, it's there there's a now. reason
2: why Brian wanted to know about baby names.
3: Yeah, well, I, my parents are from Croatia and Serbia, and Juna's, uh is from Slovenia, and uh, we are expecting uh, pretty much exactly one month from today. We've been kind of keeping it low-key, but... Uh, yeah, best yeah, is yeah I'm so happy here, so. for you and Juna. Yeah.
2: That is so awesome. Thanks so you're much, You're going to be yeah. such a great parents. Yeah, you will. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank, Thank you. Yeah. you to change your life entirely.
3: Oh, yes, but I have the best person on the planet to do it with, so
2: that is c- yeah so do you know if it's a boy or girl are we allowed to ask
3: yes we're having a boy
2: no. yeah oh so the list okay so feel free to send some so okay so we would need uh, croatian and slavic
3: yeah, and, yeah, exactly. We've been looking, we've read over a thousand names, but we're still, we have, you know, we have a short list, but we have yeah. no, <laughs> kind of have no idea. If you, you want to moment.
2: contribute, things come from the strangest <laughs> places. Well, you never Hell, know. I mean, knows, he, yeah. if somebody was to it's text the age of in. social media. Yeah, I mean, literally, <laughs> if somebody was to text in a name and you took it to June and you went, oh my God, then sure. You know, yeah, yeah, feel I don't free. Don't mind to, where it comes from, yeah. <laughs> um, text here from Chris. Uh, Good morning, gentlemen. I've always sworn by my Canon DSLR camera with a tripod for night pictures. Yeah, I can understand why. Took my mom to Butchert Gardens last week. Oh, yes, they're back open for Christmas lights. Mention that. Um, As usual, the gardens were magic, but this will be the last year I use that camera for those pictures. I compared the photos taken by my Samsung Galaxy S21 phone and the ones from the DSLR, and the phone was better. I no longer have to haul around a tripod and a camera. Life is good yeah it, that's really now if you want super zoom shots, sure things like that dSLr is, you know all it, of that is changing yeah
4: you know there's so a lot of people really get stuck in the whole concept of uh, lens sizes and mm-hmm. things like that, but um there's a whole uh, school of study called um uh, uh, about around metamaterials where the actual atomic structure of a particular type of material can actually have. Uh, physical effects on things uh, like light yep. and how it's actually coming in. So, mm-hmm. you know, the whole concept of being able to get the same kind of effects out of a large lens versus a small lens is you literally throw it out the window because some of the stuff that's
2: uh, coming down the pipe mm-hmm. is pretty amazing to read about. Yeah. Oh, I want to do one homework video uh, here. If we got a bunch in here, I didn't get a whole chance because just got back Thursday night here. But one of the things we saw at, um, at Disney World, we went to all goofy rides. I mean, capital G Goofy. Yes, it went on Dumbo. We just had to. you got to be kids. We just parked our age at the door and went there. And so we went to the Little Mermaid ride where you get under the sea and get stuck in your brain and you'll find yourself humming one of those throughout the place. Oh, yes. Um, so video number 43 is pianist Joe Jenkins playing under the sea from the Little Mermaid, but not in a way you've ever heard it played before. radio yes Joe is playing under the sea on a piano that is actually under the sea on what the bottom of the is. ocean
3: such a funny sound without the you don't get much yeah. um, reverberation and
2: out you there. think oh well gee that's really cute and fun but think what it takes to play a piano under the sea think of what the components of a piano and so it's not as simple as just plunking a piano in the water First of all, you got to figure out how to record it, but also it's going to change the sound. You only get a few minutes before the water makes it unplayable. Oh no! Because the keys all start to swell and things. So the, oh, the video is not just what you just heard there. That's about eleven minutes into the fifteen-minute video. So he goes through the pro, and this all started with the dare. So, out there. So, (laughs) Joe Jenkins plays piano in the strangest places. Uh. So, he tried to play one in front of Buckingham Palace and got about five minutes in before the police came over. But nevertheless, so, he's quite a character. So, there you go. That's item number 43 in the Tech Talk uh, show videos down there. Quick break. Uh, We're live on Saturday morning. We don't have a Sunday rebroadcast because of Seahawks football. So, if you've got any questions at all, anything we can help you with, feel free to phone, text, or email star1070 on a mobile phone. 1070-10 by text and 250-386-1161 on the landline. Welcome back to Tech Talk with Alan Aten and Brian. One great Christmas gift I've got. This is is in the tech deals section of the notes, but it's not a deal per se. It's just that you can actually get them. One of the things that uh, the most popular of all the little show and tells that I've done when I've done workshops and other groups is uh, LED headlamps. So they're like a band that goes around your head, but instead of having a light bulb, it has a very bright uh, six-inch-wide LED strip. Brian, you've seen that
1: Yeah, you
3: got me one for Christmas.
2: Yes. Yeah. And it's awesome. My friends use it when they're out hiking and biking, and it's even got a switch that you can press, so if you're wearing gloves, you don't have to feel the button to turn it on or off. You just wave your hand on the side, and it turns it on. Yep. And it's also got a, a bright beam on the right side if you need to focus on something, like if you're a mechanic and you need to get under the car. Oh,
3: yeah, like a little spotlight.
2: Yeah, so in addition to lighting up the entire path, it will just give you a spotlight as well. And they were available only on Amazon. I I know the people that sort of invented them. We met them through the Consumer Electronics Show from Shenzhen, China years ago. Yep. They sent me some samples, which is one of the ones you got for Christmas last year. Oh, yes. They've been available on on Amazon, but nobody in town has them. So Gary at Tesseract saw me, heard me about this, said, show Mm -hmm. it to me. So I took him one. So he's gone and ordered a bunch. So he has them in the store. They're just $25. They have a 230-degree illumination and motion sensor. They run for five hours on the medium setting. Wow. So if you want to go out for a big hike... Or bike ride, three hours on the high setting. Yep. And they have SOS built in if you need that, the whole bit. 25 bucks. So Gary's got them at Tesseract Computers. They're open nine to five weekdays on Broughton Street in downtown Victoria. If you want to get them online, Amazon has them for, there's a myriad of brands now. They create the first one, everyone else does knockoffs. Exactly. Uh, Most of the other brands uh, are inferior. They have dimmer LEDs, shorter battery life, even though the same price are more expensive. So the brand is Bud K. B-U-D, second word, letter K. Okay. 350 lumen waterproof rechargeable LED headlamps. So I put a link in the show notes. Gary's got them. They're not open on weekends, but if you're looking for a great Christmas gifts, they're the, I think I've ordered 34 people. Yeah. Uh, for They said, can you get three for my kids? So a lot of you are getting those for Christmas. Um, really awesome gifts. And they're waterproof, by the way.
3: Yeah, it's nice. It's like you're saying, it's got the big band across your whole fa- the, your forehead, and it just is such a diffused, spread-out light. It really lights an area up well, rather yeah. than a spotlight where you're casting hard shadows all the
2: time. Exactly. It's it, pleasant and nice. So you go out walking dog at night or something like that. These, these would be ideal as well. By the way, if you'd like to see the best Christmas light displays in this area, our colleagues at 107.3 Virgin Radio Victoria have once again created an interactive map you can bring up on your smartphone. It's a long link, so I put it into the show notes. Item number 10, and you can also add homes to the map, A-10. So if you say, hey, there's one in my neighborhood, and it should be on this list, you can do it. And you can even take a picture of it and put it into the map. So before people drive, bike, or walk there, they can see what they're going to get cool. when they get there. Because if it's a long way away, they may say, oh, well, that's nice, but not worth going half an hour. And the other end, they go, whoa, we're going there?
3: Yes, yeah. So there you go,
2: item number 10 in the show notes. Thanks to our colleagues at Virgin Radio Victoria for that. We can take a break for the news when we come back. Hour number two, we will go through some of the latest scams out there. Also, a couple new things that have uh, happened out there in tech world. We finally have a ruling from Canada's communications regulator on TELUS's request to be allowed to add a credit card processing fee onto our bills. I think the answer will surprise you. Tech Talk with Alan Perry on CFAX 1070. This is the second half of our December 10th, 2022 edition of Tech Talk. Glad to have you along. This is our Tuba Christmas Weekend edition. If you're just tuning in, Eitan Rubini is in studio with us. He is the president of the Victoria Mac and iOS user group, getting ready for the annual general meeting and Christmas party. First time back in person at the ProPat Legion coming up this Wednesday evening. And he's also the owner operator of MacZen.ca. And Brian Pavlichich is here, a technical producer. He was co-hosting with Gary Beyer last weekend while I was in Florida. Glad to be back with you after 10 days playing at Disney World and Universal Studio, being a true kid. We have some scams to talk about, A-Town. But these are new ones, so I thought it's worth mentioning. We've sort of said the general guidance that if you get an email or a text about a problem with an account or service... Or about a package that can't be delivered, or an invoice or receipt for an item or service you didn't order, or about a refund owed to you, or about a prize you won, as you said, I think a few months ago. 100% of the time, it's a scam. You okay. know. so then the, the weasels listen to us, I swear, and then they <sighs> come up with new things. So Gary at Tesseract sent one in. Yep. It's, an, it's an email that comes from DocuSign. That's the digital signature service that you would use if you were signing a contract or something legal in there. And this one says, um, "Your document has been completed. Review the document, please. Docu sign on all pages. Attached are the signed settlement statement for November. Any past due invoices not reported within 24 hours will be declared as paid. So this is being sent to small business people. Yeah. So you think, oh, okay, my client's now paid the thing. The address is ipfs.fleek.co, yeah. which I trace to Great Britain." And if you click on the review document, I put a screenshot of this into the show notes as item number one. If you click there, it's really creative. Brian, it takes you to a blurred out Word invoice with a Microsoft account sign-in pop-up, which is where the scammers are hoping you'll type your password to reveal. And the blurring is just enough that you can see there are some big numbers underneath it.
3: Yeah, right.
2: So, weasels. (laughs) And wow. so it's, it's relentless. So, not only never click on emails like this, but especially even if you are expecting a contract from your real estate agent or for selling a car or something like this, check the email address of the sender before clicking on the document link. And if you're asked for the password of your email account in order to open the document, warning. Go back and check the email address again, then you'll probably find it was Brian's email with one extra character added.
3: Right. I mean, even, yeah. uh, That's called
2: spear phishing, where they specifically find out that you're doing something and then they send you a similar looking thing thinking you'll be there. So if you are asked for the password for the document itself, yes, the lawyer or the real estate agent might have sent you an email saying, I'm sending you the documents. The password is blah, 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 whatever. Sure. But you should not ever be asked for the password to your email account. Right. So see, they get close, and they throw you off weasels. Another one that uh, comes from, from police that I thought I would mention, if you're selling something online, watch out for potential buyers who either offer you more than you're asking or who overpay for the item. A-Town, those are two sure signs of a scam sure signs of a scam. So if you, and you go, well, how would that work? So, okay, so you're selling something of some value on there and you want $300 and they offer to give you $350. And they'll have a friend come and collect the item because they're in Prince George and won't be here until Christmas. Right. (laughs) And so what happens is you accept the money, you give the item to the friend, and then the transaction gets reversed by your bank. Okay. And you're out the item and you're out the money.
3: Uh, so what they don't even need to offer you more for that to happen. They could just scam just you wanna, anytime.
2: But they just want to make sure that that you are the person that that you sell it to. Right. So mm-hmm.
3: yeah, that's a flag, but they could so you're always at risk at that yeah. of that anyway, I guess. And
2: the other one is a perfectly normal transaction where they say, "Okay, I will e-transfer you the $75 for the whatever." Mm-hmm. And then they then they e-transfer you 175 and say, oh, crap, I'm sorry, I screwed up. Can you just e-transfer back the extra 100 And then they reverse the original one as well? Exactly.
3: Can you do, is that, interact e-transfers can just be reversed like that? No, uh, generally It has to not. be a
4: different type of transfer?
2: No, but they, they, do,
4: c- it, they do it as a wire transfer.
2: Yeah, but oh, okay. you can't there are ways to reverse e-transfers. You have to once you've sent
4: an e-transfer, it has to expire. Yes. Right. After you have to let it expire after a month, but it has yeah. to be accepted. Yeah. So
2: anyway, there's a link into the show notes from the police and from the news story on it. Item number two in the show notes. If you know somebody who's selling a lot of stuff online, um the easiest thing to do is to don't do e transfers. Uh, if you're any doubts at all, do cash. I know it's weird for me to say that, cause that world, <laughs> but do the transaction in a public place. You're welcome to go into the lobby of a police station or a library somewhere where there is high quality digital video in case the person either rabbits or whatever. And yeah, and they're, they're happy to do that because it's crime that doesn't happen. It's called safe harbor. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah, we uh, talked about that yesterday. Actually. Exactly. You had yeah. A yeah, that's going to do that. So that's a really important one. Um, the other one here, and you might say, oh, come on, who would fall for this? But it's happened here in Victoria, which is why I'm mentioning it. Um, thanks to Tech Talk listener David for sharing this. If you're a grandparent, be aware of the grandparent scam where you get a call from someone pretending to be your grandson or granddaughter who says they've been arrested in a foreign country and need bail money might not even be a foreign country. They might be arrested in some other part of Canada. You might think you'd never fall for this because a lot of people do because the scammers and their accomplices are very convincing. They will actually have the police, in air quotes, yep. call you back to confirm that you've sent the money so they can release the grandson. It's not the police. It just looks like the police number and they'll give you their badge number and everything. It's really not. Yep. And so they're... Counting on people that maybe you don't talk to if your grandson's not down the road. You don't or granddaughter. You don't talk to them on a regular basis, so you might not recognize their voice.
3: I had a I had some clients I work with that this happened to, um, and they you know they said I'm the lawyer representing your son. He's been arrested for this, um, and they had a second person in the room sobbing and pretending to be the son. in. Oh, it's
4: just horrific. And yeah. so yeah.
3: The, you know after the blood pressure's raised, all these things they got pretty far to, of stressing the people out. You know my clients before yeah. they said you know what this this is messed up i'm just going to hang up and call my son yeah, um, But yeah, just so, it's such a violation and such a cruel thing to, to do to people.
2: And if you read the one that's in the link in the show notes, this is a story from CBC News out of Ontario where this fellow, his grandson, he was told he's, uh, Philip, he's 88. His grandson has been arrested on drug charges and was serious trouble with the RCMP. He just got married. He's training to be a paramedic. He just passed an exam. With a criminal record, his chances of getting this job became nil. The guy who's supposed to be my grandson is bawling his eyes out and crying and saying, Grandpa, Grandpa, would you help me, Grandpa? And for the life of me, it sounds exactly like his grandson. So, three large cash withdrawals from his credit union totaling $28,500. Now, the, they told Ali they would send a courier to pick up the cash. The courier would share a verbal password, code yellow, to prove they were sent there by the court. So, and they got it from the doorstep and the family's going nuts. Why didn't the credit union union do more to flag them? Because when they went there, they said that he was specifically coached by them. They said, well, you know, your dad lied to us about what he was using the money for. The fake RCMP officers had told Ali to lie about why he was taking out the money. And he said he had to withdraw the money from two different branches. So, these, as I say, these guys are really convincing. So, maybe not you, but maybe you have parents and your kids might be the one that they would pose as the grandparents. So, if you've got elderly parents, please raise this with them. It's an important one. Yeah. One other scam that I, well, this isn't a scam. Um, Well, it is. Uh, Victoria police warning us to be on the lookout for similar scams after a phishing PayPal and Bitcoin scam cost a local person forty nine thousand nine hundred and ninety nine dollars. Oh my goodness! So it was originally that he PayPal called, except it wasn't PayPal, and he owed four hundred and ninety nine dollars. But then they convinced him that those was actually forty nine thousand nine hundred and ninety nine, and he had to go and get the money out of the bank and deposit it at different Bitcoin machines around Victoria, and he did. And again, I know many of you going, oh, come on. No, these guys are very convincing. So take a look at that one there. And the last one, this is not a scam. This is just life marching on here. If your computer, Brian, is still running Windows 8.1 operating system, we have the date, January 23rd, coming up. No more support.
3: I'm surprised that one. I didn't realize that one was still supported. Well, they did.
2: The basic support stopped in 2018, but now it's oh. moved on. So, this means no more security updates, no more updates for Microsoft Office programs either. So, the good mm. news is you don't have to buy a new license for Windows 10 or 11. You just need to get somebody to help you do the upgrade because you've missed the window to do an in place upgrade where you press the button and the bells and whistles and it just goes ta da. You've missed that window, that stopped two years ago. So you now do have to get somebody to help you do it. So you're gonna have to pay someone to do that. But other than that, the upgrade is free and you can go to Windows 10 or Windows 11. If you choose to stay on Windows 8.1, you need to understand the risks. If anything goes south, the banks, the credit unions, the insurance ATAN are off the hook. You've given them a get out of jail free card. They don't have to reimburse you for any fraud because you are using an unsupported operating system after January 23rd. That's an important one. You have an email here on the other half of the world uh, about people (coughs) on Mac wanting to know about upgrading.
4: Yeah, okay, so um, this specific question is, uh, do you recommend upgrading uh, macOS from Monterey to Ventura and they're running an iMac with an M1 chip? Good question, David. Thank you. Yes. So uh, my, my standpoint at the moment is if you are in a professional environment, there is no reason uh, for you to be doing an upgrade at the moment. I don't have anything against Ventura. Uh, I've got it running on this particular Mac at the moment, but... To be honest, it's only because I was having some issues and I hadn't rebuilt my computer in years. And I thought, hey, you know what? Why not? I'll give it. I'll just wipe it clean and start afresh. And it's kind of it like getting a new computer. Yeah. It's been fantastic. No,
2: no, glitches? Uh, no issues whatsoever. Um, because it, you normally say really, wait really till the point one yeah. release, and we're at point zero seven. I think
4: I, I had some crashing issues that I just I was putting off for about six months, and I couldn't find a way to troubleshoot it. So I thought, you know, good. Opportunity opportunity. opportunity just to start afresh this is one computer that I just install software left right and center and uninstall it so I thought it could use a clean install Uh, it's been pretty solid Um, Ventura is a great operating system there's a lot of furniture that has been moved around particularly in terms of like system preferences and control panels and where things are uh, where things are So, I'm still adjusting to it myself. Uh, In terms of stability as an operating system, I haven't seen anything wrong with it whatsoever. However, that being said, uh, commercial environments, you know, there's no feature necessarily that should be compelling uh, for business to do it. Uh, Most people who are looking to do upgrades um, tend to forget that sometimes things go wrong. So if you're in the middle of a project or you're trying to get something out or if you're putting a calendar out for some family, yep. now's the worst time to be doing something like that. <laughs> um, I, I always recommend wait until the new year or at the very least, wait until there is a 0.1 release. Yep. Uh, the 0.1 release just went uh, um, the as a 13.1 How, yeah. beta just went release candidate this week. So it's out in the wild and is being tested. We should see it in a couple of weeks, maybe in the new year. Yeah, uh, I would wait until that comes out personally. Um, but a lot of it really kind of depends on, uh, you know, how you're maintaining your Mac. And I would yeah. say, what the one thing that people always miss when they're doing these upgrades is do a backup. If you don't have a backup of the whole computer, make sure you've got one. Yeah, uh, don't treat these things lightly. This computer running an iMac with an M1 chip, it's going to be recent, it's going to be nice and fast, well supported. If you're running an older computer that's got a mechanical hard drive in it, uh, there are lots of changes to the underpinnings of the operating system that you may want to be uh, wary of. So, you know, if you're like, uh, maybe you're on 10.15 or 10.14 and it's a big jump, Mm -hmm. 100% you have to have a
2: backup. But, but that would be a good chance to also get somebody to help you put in a solid state drive instead yeah. of um, a... Yeah, so a, we do a lot of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and there's exactly. lots of people that can help you uh, in there to do yeah. that. Brian is, can do Max and a 10 as well if you want to hand with that. But that would be a good opportunity to both. And then they can do a clean install of the latest system.
4: Yeah, you know, uh, I used to do clean installs all the time. You know, I stopped doing clean installs around... Uh, you know, 8 to 10 years ago, just because wow. the upgrade path was just yep. so
2: solid. But mm-hmm. um, but if you're putting in an SSD replacing a mechanical drive, then you have to do a clean install.
4: No, no, not at all,
2: actually. Uh, uh, every
4: time I do an SSD swap, it's been 100%. We just clone oh. the data. Oh, you clone
2: over. and then do the upgrade? Uh,
4: well, no. Uh, I mean, it depends. I mean, okay. yeah, it depends on the scenario. Okay. But, yeah, it's... Oh. Uh, in it's in every things. case, I always say...
2: Uh, the machine's going to be exactly as you left it. When we come back after break, John has a question about cleaning up document scams, and then we will tell you about the new Apple Music Sing feature coming to an iPhone. 22 after the hour on Tech Talk with Alan, Aitan and Brian, and right back to the phone lines in John. Hi, John.
1: Uh, good morning, Alan. How are you doing?
2: Excellent. How are you? Merry Christmas, my friend.
1: I'm doing great.
2: Awesome. Except something is prompting you to call us, so I guess there's something that's not great. <laughs> oh, well, it's... Uh... My uh,
1: father's uh, World War II uh, paperwork is uh, all typewritten, and I'm not sure if it was the typewriters at that time or what. But uh, I'd like to photocopy the uh, the paperwork, but uh, around the letters and some of the uh, well, some of the letters and the dots, it's kind of like um, a, a shadow. Yes. And I'm wondering if I increase the DPI, say from three to four or 600. Would it clean up around those letters, etc.?
2: Well, not. It would help give you the ability to clean up. I would do that. And then instead of saving them as a PDF, because you're using the HP Scan app, save them as a JPEG. So when it first asks you, scan a document, scan a photo, click Scan Photo. Ca- or Capture Photo. And then once you do that, you can double-click on the photo in the folder where you put it, and you can use the touch-up tools built into the Photos app on your Windows 10 computer to to adjust the, the contrast and the shadows, and that will clean it up. Gotcha. So the way you do that is once you've scanned, scanned them all in, and then go to the photos. They'll be waiting there in your photos app. Double click on it to open it up. And then the icons have been moved on the photos app for Windows. There's a little paintbrush up at the top center in the picture. Yes. And then you can go into the uh... they moved it. Oh, they just changed the icons while while I was away. <laughs> photos. Just going to open up the photos app right here on my computer and i'll tell you where the icons have moved so when you open up the picture um you're going to want to click on the um on the first icon which is a picture of a person in a square with a pen and then when you do that there will be three icons crop paintbrush and the sun the sun with the rays and the sun with the rays is where you get the lighting There'll be light on the right, and then you can drag the sliders and try playing with shadows and contrast, and I think you'll probably find the setting. Gotcha. If you have any problem, just send me a text, and I can remote in later and help you. Sure. That should make a dramatic... One, that should one do One last for thing, for Al. Yeah.
1: Uh, uh, to you and the gentleman on the on the program uh, and the people us producing the program on Tech Talk and whatnot, just a Merry Christmas and all the best to uh, all of you, the family, and... Uh, Uh, The best in the New Year.
2: Thanks very much. Thank you very much. Thanks, John. Yeah, same to you and Tannis as well. Thanks for calling in. Good to have you out there. Okay, take care. John lives up in the chosen. There we go. Good one there. Okay, Uh, Connie's got a question about an iPad. Hi, Connie. Oh, hi. I've been waiting to uh, get in touch with you guys uh, with
1: your expertise. Um, Before I open the package, I purchased an iPad 9th generation uh, 64 gigabytes. And um, I'm re- trying to replace my old MacBook Air laptop, which is about at least 12 years old. Yeah. And I'm just wondering if I've made a, a decent decision um, yeah. regarding that.
2: Yeah, the, uh, the difference in price betwe- A-Tan, between between oh. the 9th gen and the 10th gen is $150 uh, for the vast majority of, of people. Mm-hmm. Um the ninth gen is awesome. You can carry it around with you. you know uh, just it runs for eight ten hours on on its battery.
4: are you okay. is your question around whether it was better for you to get an iPad or a MacBook? Yes, um, because when I did get
1: the MacBook, it was a gift and it was a way too much computer for my needs. I'm right. very basic. yeah, yeah what so. would you do with
2: it? If you had this opened and running in front of you now and it would do everything what what would you want to do with it?
1: Oh, I might look at, um, look at my emails um, yeah. and...
2: Um, surf the web?
1: Surf the web. Look at pictures? YouTube. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so absolutely. So mostly,
4: mostly consuming content rather than... Are, are you a big it. writer? Do you do no, a lot of writing? No, no. Yeah, okay. None of that. Yeah, so uh, great decision. Most people I know who, uh, who have moved to iPads from MacBook Airs, so if they're not big kind of content producers and... I mean it really depends how you work if yeah. you're the kind of person who likes to create a lot of files and a lot of documents and likes to sit down and write a lot sometimes if you're a if you're a desktop or a laptop user mm-hmm. uh, that can really be the best mode to stay in but if you're more of a um, more of a consumer of content, the iPads and the experience you get off those is, you know, is irreplaceable. You know, sometimes uh, it's nice to have both, but if we can't have yeah, both, and right. that's no, where I you're think... most aligned, that's the best way to go. However, I think... mm-hmm. what I will say though is, uh, the stuff that you have on your old MacBook, uh, right. you do need consider need to consider how you're going to get that stuff into it. Yeah. So, uh, if you're using something like uh, iCloud storage, and you your old computer had Um, an operating system on it that allowed for all of your photos to be in iCloud it would be a good way to kind of the easiest way would be to turn all of those uh, functions on so that the computer can upload your pictures for you into your iCloud photo library and then when you sign into your iPad um, it'll all be there for you. It can sometimes take time for that to happen but but if you
2: have the capability to do that that would be the easiest thing to do. So you okay. want to make
4: sure that you're not losing anything yeah
2: from... if you find that stuff is not there when you set it up, then mm-hmm. get a hold of aan or Brian or me, and we're glad to help you get it off get it off your oh, device.
1: that's fantastic because i I thought of um I thought buying I got this at a big box store the price was good yeah. and i I thought buying the new laptop is just wasted on me um, sure okay yeah. and uh, hopefully it'll Think with I have an um, an iPhone as well. Totally. Oh, oh well, yeah. then
2: this is even better. So when you go to open it up, have yeah. your iPhone right next to it, and it'll pop mm-hmm. up on the screen of your iPhone and say use Quick Start, and it'll pass all the settings and information over from your iPhone.
4: There you
1: go. Oh, fantastic. You'll okay, love that. So you
2: just sit there and do a ticket, ticket, and then it's going to sit there and work away for about 10 minutes and say you're ready to go. Yeah.
1: Okay, I've been waiting to talk to you about this, and this is great, and I will now open the box. <laughs> okay. Mm, there you Fantastic. go. So much. Well,
2: enjoy, and feel oh. free to, yeah, but again, have feel your free iPhone to reach have if you need it And us. right next to it when you open the box. Unlock, okay, great. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, again. Connie. All right, yeah, bye-bye. bye-bye. Yeah, that, those are the ones that make our day when we can tell people that it's going to be way easier than you thought. Back with more after this. Tech Talk with Alan Perry on CFAX 1070. As we roll on for our... December tenth edition of Tech Talk. Glad to have you along, Alan and Aten and Brian here. And there's one important thing that came out here, and this is going to make you shake your head. But this is called Canada. So the CRTC, Canada's broadcast regulator, has finally rendered a decision on Telus's uh, request for permission to charge a 1.5 percent credit card processing fee on two bills. Okay. And the CRTC has said. No. But, TELUS says, fine, we're doing it anyway. No. Because (laughs) it turns out that the CRTC's authority over this area, even though they are God for telecommunications uh, Mm -hmm. in this industry, radio, TV, phone companies, etc., the credit card thing, they only have authority in a few small towns for home phone service. Okay. So, at, Oh, and Quebec. Quebec, where it's not allowed by provincial law. That has nothing to do with the CRTC. Okay. At the same time, the CRTC was kind of blunt uh, about this. Um, the Ian Scott, the chair and CEO of the CRTC, says it's very concerned about this practice. We heard Canadians loud and clear. Close to 4,000 of you told us you should not be subjected to an additional fee based on the method you choose to pay your bill. We expect the telecommunications industry to treat Canadians with respect and do better. We are exploring all regulatory avenues to force them to stop. So, well, okay.
3: That's helpful, but the fact that they have no actual power to stop them from doing this is, is saddening.
2: Obscene. yeah. But they can make their life miserable in other ways. So there you I go. Can only so help. if you are a TELUS customer like me and you pay your bill with your credit card, you can switch to your debit card
3: or, or you your can, or your
2: bank account.
3: Or a different service provider.
2: Yes. Yes. More, there more importantly you go. Vote uh, with your dollars. Yes. Yes. Now the other one that I thought on the other side of thing, if you like karaoke, <laughs> Apple is introducing Apple Music Sing on iPhones, iPads, and Apple four K. TV models. This lets you sing along to the on-screen lyrics the way you can do now, but now the lyrics will light up uh, syllable by syllable Oh, and yes. more importantly, there will be a slider that will allow you to lower the volume of the lead singer at That's the same more time. Fun. Yeah.
3: Wow. Is yeah. it so they're not. Are they getting special versions of these tracks or are they using like intelligent, like AI to take out the vocals? Using AI to take out the vocals. Wow, it's yeah. crazy yeah, what so they you can, can
2: do. Yeah. And. Yep. I've seen a couple demos of it. It's not released yet. It arrives with iOS, iPadOS 16.2 update, which is due out shortly. It's in beta testing, seems to be going okay. So I would guess they want it out in time for Christmas so people can do it. Christmas party thing. So stay tuned. So yeah, so all you do is when you tap on it, you will see a little icon for the lyrics and then when you tap on the lyrics you'll see a little icon with a microphone Mm -hmm. and a slider on it and if you tap that that means this song has that so they have to redo all the lyric service Mm. they've been apparently working on this for months and months getting them all ready
4: i wonder if that means that you can uh airplay to a speaker system and then sing through the phone if you're holding the phone up. interesting that would be cool if you could because you yet. could
2: use the phone as a mic. Yeah, right. I don't believe. Right. Yeah, I don't believe. I don't believe so. That will come in version seventeen. But I thought there, if that interests you, uh, item number eighteen in the Tech Talk show notes. And a couple people people have come and said, "How do I get?" How do I get the show notes? Um, If you've got the old version of the notes and it stopped back in August, then you just simply go to the address bar of your web browser. Whatever device you're on, the address bar in almost all cases will be up at the top. On an iPhone or an iPad, it might have moved to the bottom. It's the one that starts with the HTTPS stuff. And you just type in show notes, S-H-O-W-N-O-T-E-S, Dot .ca And tap the search or the enter key, and you will find the new notes. And then you can bookmark those wherever you would like. So, Joanne, I'm just sending you an email in response to your question about that one there. Okay. Oh, um, we were asking, we were talking about the air tags earlier on. Mm-hmm. And the person whose phone number ends in 1553, thank you for texting, just came in from London Drugs and Tillicum, and they have approximately 15 packages of air tags. Woohoo. Okay. Grab them fast. They they come and go literally the same day. They open the box, they put them on the shelf, they are gone. So Christmas gifts. And, they, and if you go, if that's not convenient for you, go to another store and ask if they can check the computer and tell you which stores have any stock. If you're in the Oak Bay area, simply computing on the corner of Fowl Bay and Cadro Bay, uh, often seems to have small quantities of them in stock as well.
3: Yes, I've checked in with them several times. They seem to have, they've probably yeah. been the best chance that I've seen around. Yeah.
2: Julie wants to know, Eitan, if I don't have an iPhone, I just have an iPad, can I use AirTags? Or does she have to have an iPhone?
4: No, you can use an AirTag with iPhone. Yep. I mean, it connects to your to your iCloud account mm-hmm. fundamentally. Yeah. Yep. So I just yep. wanted to
2: double check. I don't want to assume. But yes. I, I've
4: never actually put an AirTag up to an iPad. So, uh, but I believe it
2: works exactly the same way. I'm going to get Brian to check just to make sure before she goes in and, and, and sure. buys. It, it won't be a problem. From Ted, have been bombarded with spam calls on Shaw landlines 14 in an hour before unplugging, claiming false charge on Amazon account. Yes, I've been getting those too. All come from different local numbers, so it's impossible to block them. Some showed local businesses in call display. Any advice besides cancelling landline? No, not really. That's the problem. The CRTC required the phone companies to put in technology that blocks those calls on the mobile phone service Mm -hmm. but because home phone service is such a small thing and going away rapidly it's not actually a landline anymore. It's coming in over the Internet, whether it's Shaw or Telus. It's digital. And so they got an exemption and do not have to spend that another $25 million to try and find a way to do that. So no. And yes, you're right. These uh, weasels are very creative. They're coming from a 250384 number. Hi, this is Alicia from Amazon. Or, hi, this is Olivia from Amazon. I got a bunch of them when I was in Florida when I had the phone on there. so. Yeah.
4: Well, I'm actually just looking it up because I got an email from FIDO recently that, uh, that there's, um, here we go, uh, introducing FIDO Spam Call Detect. Now, so FIDO writes in an email, we've launched a new feature called Spam Call Detect. Now you will be notified of suspected spam or phone fraud in real time.
2: But that's on FIDO. This is not on your home phone. Yes, that's correct. That's the problem. This is the home phone numbers that are getting these for people that still have home phones. Yep. Yep. Okay. Uh, Let's see what else have we got here for texts for you. You've got a a couple emails there for you. Uh, Yeah, so... um uh,
4: Roxanne writes, uh, Hi, Alan. We have an old iPad mini that is attached to an email address we no longer use. We haven't used the iPad for a little while and are hoping to use it again. As the email is obsolete and we no longer remember the password, is there a way to remove it and attach our new email address? The problem we're having is that the Apple ID from the old and obsolete email address cannot be restored. Hope you can help. Kind regards, Roxanne. Uh, Roxanne. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so... Uh, There are a couple of different ways to do this. Uh, My preferred method is to uh, start with uh, appleid.apple.com. Try and get into the account. Do whatever you can. They will ask you some questions. Um, It'll take you uh, through and it'll say uh, respond on this device or something like that. And Mm -hmm. you say none of these devices are available. You put in answer some questions, put in an email address that you can be contacted at. And you will be notified within 24 hours as to... When your waiting period will be yeah. over, five that days is,
2: to 30 days, five days to 30 days, based they, on how close you got to the information exactly. they have on file. The close, the more accurate, like when did you create this Apple ID, yeah. things like that. People, go, oh, I have no idea,
4: yeah. And then you get a notice, uh, gives you an option to be able to reset your password. Um, that's one place to start. The other place is to give Apple a call. Um, I can uh, pull up the number.
2: We'll give you that in a sec to give you a... there's an
4: Apple Canada number that you can call and what I normally do is I just say account security is who I want to speak to. And then you'll get right in touch with someone who actually specializes in dealing with account security issues and getting back into your account. Uh, You put a case to them uh, and then you'll be able to. Uh, The reason why I'm taking this long uh, approach Mm -hmm. is that when an Apple ID is bonded to a device and it's find my network... Mm -hmm. You cannot use it
2: uh, unless that Apple ID yes. is removed. So, and Apple can release it. They have a special magic touch. They can yep. do it. In most cases, what they're going to need from you, because I've done this for three or four clients, they are going to need proof the of purchase, proof of purchase yep. and it has to be in your name. If it was a gift, that's a problem. And in some cases, it becomes a paperweight that, no, we can't do it. Because you don't have any recovery information. You don't have an email address or a phone number. You don't have access to those numbers from that when you set that up. And you don't have the bill of sale. You can go to the store where you bought it and see if they can print one out for you and then scan it and send it off to them. I think I've... Done this.
3: No, yeah, but it's not it's not pretty. I had no, not go. easy.
2: And yeah. it's normally thirty days. Yeah. They will make mm. you wait. But you do get it. So if it's a if it's a one or two year old iPad, it's definitely well worth trying this. 100%. Mm-hmm. And do that. But yeah. that's what just so you know what you now. For the rest of you who go, Oh, not me, please, if you have an iPhone or an iPad, if something has changed in your life, your email address or your phone number or both, please go to appleid.apple.com and, change and make sure that the security information, the recovery information they have on file is current. Yep. Because not your problem now, but it will become a problem at some point, and then you're going to get, you know, when you least need it. So
3: These are some of the ugliest calls I think I come across is where you're locked out. A lot of times Microsoft is less helpful than Apple with these things. If you, if you let your, your, uh, you know, your recovery information expire, you, you can be in big trouble with accessing your info.
2: Yes, want to do one, uh, one more homework video here because there's some really good ones this week uh, before we go there. We talked a few months ago about why our Victoria Airport locator code is YYJ and why all Canadian airports begin with a Y. That prompted Greg, who works at YYJ, to send us video number 41, which delves into how airport codes are chosen and which ones aren't allowed. And there are a lot of absolutely bizarre exceptions. It also explains something that I didn't know existed mega codes
4: Example, London, which has six international airports. Heathrow, Gatwick City, Luton, Stansett, Southend. LHR, LGW, LCY, LTN. Oh, they all start with L? No, STN, SEN. But there's a mega code for them all, LON, which you can use while searching for flights landing in London, but don't care where. Even though these airports are ages apart. LON is the international city mega-ist mega code, but there's also Moscow, MOW, and Stockholm STO with four airports each, and more with two or three like NYC and BUE. And then, code-wise, is the most exceptional airport.
2: Euro Airport basel Mulhouse freiburg An airport so nice, they coded it thrice. MLH-BSL-EAP. Yes, you have to go and watch the video to find out why one airport has three locator codes and you will not believe the answer. I, I just went down a rabbit hole. It's an amazing video. It, I learned so much stuff including that countries have different codes so all airports in Canada begin with Y but not all airports that begin with Y are in Canada such as Yakima and then there is J. There is, there is an airport that begins with J. No, it's not Japan. No, you're not going to guess it but it, we'll do that one. A couple other ones when we come there. Again, homework videos are found at the bottom of the show notes, shownotes.ca. Go down to homework videos, aka time well wasted, and thank you for sending those. Welcome back to Tech Talk with Alan, Etan, and Brian. And you have an email there. Okay, this is a fun one, and
4: you're probably going to hate me for what I'm going to say Alan but here you go anyway <laughs> hi Alan and friends I've got an old 2012 iMac running Catalina I haven't used it for a long while my question could I still safely use it so long as I don't do online banking etc or would it be risky to even connect it to my network many thanks and happy holidays thank you Ruth. 100% you can use it safely and securely particularly if it's at home behind a private network there's no reason why you shouldn't be able to use it um you uh, unless you consider yourself a high-profile target or something like that, yep. uh, maybe you want to do more to to secure your computer. But generally, I would say that there's nothing wrong with actually using it at all. If you're concerned that you uh, are going to pick something up. Best thing you can do is run a piece of software like malware bytes just to make sure that there isn't any malware or yes. adware on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but beyond that, as long as your browser can safely create a secure connection with the website that you're connecting to, like the bank, and can negotiate an encrypted connection, you're perfectly safe even to continue to use it for online banking. If, ah. however, I was traveling... Uh, or if I was using a laptop in more public environments and things like that, I would be a lot more
2: cautious. Now, is Mm. Catalina still supported by Apple? Mm. Uh, It's not receiving security updates anymore. So the only catch is now if you get scammed, even if the scam is not directly related to your Mac, bank's off the hook because they make you sign the document, before they give you back the money, oh, okay. they well, make you sign the document sure. saying that right. you are not using, I am using my... my. my. That
4: is a reasonable argument, yeah. but from the standpoint of using it securely to make a connection with your online bank, there's nothing wrong with actually right. doing that. But uh, The yes. only reason I mentioned
2: to be the from party a liability,
4: From a liability reason, yes. if you are going to be scammed, then sure. If that's a reason not to do it, then
2: yes. Absolutely. I have written four letters now to banks and credit card companies on behalf of clients who had this issue and they were on an older, like a Windows 7 computer or something like that. Three of them, we've got answers, and they've said, okay, but you need to sign this document saying that this is a goodwill gesture. Because you're a long-time customer, we're going to give you back the money, but you oh, under wow. but you have to sign the document saying you understand and accept that we are under no legal obligation to do this because the fourth one, we're still waiting for an answer. Right. Wow. And that's, and in that's fair
4: enough. But, yeah. you know, if, uh, and just to belabor a point, yeah. if it's a technical question of whether it's secure for you to use, it is secure for you to use. But if it is a, by fault of your own,
2: yeah. Your I,
4: insurance has expired.
2: Yeah, mm. I wouldn't go there. Yeah, and that also works for your house insurance. If you think, okay, well, instead of claiming the $5,000 scam right. on my you know, bank or credit card, I'll go to sure. my house insurance, same thing. Yeah. Because that won't hold up in court. Yeah, and yeah. they have experts now that sure. know what the wording is that they make you sign on the form, and it's really... Yeah. <laughs> so it's not a security issue, it's a personal liability issue. Yeah, yeah mm. that's a really good way of putting it. Yeah, yeah. So you're probably okay, but if that yeah. causes you concern, if you think that you might get tricked, or something, then yeah. don't give them that one. That's fair enough. Back to the phone lines and Jack. Hi, Jack. Good morning.
1: I live in a seniors independent uh, residence, and uh, some of the ladies there have uh, tablets or um, Apple, uh, not Apple, but um, uh, PCs. Yes. And I know how to find headers on suspicious emails. Uh, with my Macintosh, but uh, I wonder how you do it for uh, a PC with running Windows.
2: Yeah, um, presumably they'll be using the Mail app, which is um, the white and blue envelope icon that comes built in with uh, Windows. And in that case, the it is shown to you right next to the supposed name of the sender. It used to be something you used to have to click on. It's just there, plain visibility. If they're accessing webmail, well, then that depends on which webmail client they're using. But if they're using the mail app or if they're using the Outlook program, then it is visible automatically by default. Okay. Thank you very much. That's a really important question, Jack. Thank you very much. Back with our final segment after this. Final few minutes of Tech Talk for this weekend. A great deal I should mention to you. On Monday, when they reopened, they being Priority One computers, refurbished business-grade Lenovo Think Center M910S, small form-factor Windows 10 desktop computers. These are about the size of um, two small pizzas, Intel Core i5 processors, 8 gigs of RAM, and a new 500-gig solid-state drive. This is the Christmas special from the Francis and Peter and crew at Priority One Computers, just $400. That's $200 off. When they reopen on Monday at their new location on Quadra Street near McKenzie, it's in the show notes. $50 more, by the way, if you want to have a one-terabyte SSD. So there we go. Um, What else did we want to get to before we go? Uh, Tom Scott? Oh yes, thank you for reminding me. Have you heard of the rabbit line in Vancouver? Either of you, had you heard of this? I had not until today. It is a pressurized tube that transports, get this, radioactive material at speeds of up to 100 clicks under the streets of Vancouver. And number 42 video is Tom Scott, who's come to Vancouver to explain why it exists and how it works. Under the streets of Vancouver, at the University of British Columbia, there are pneumatic tubes, two and a half kilometres long,
4: that use air pressure to transport slightly radioactive stuff underground from a particle accelerator to a hospital. The tubes are called the rabbit line, and the only sign of them from the surface is a few manholes and some little studs in the ground to mark the path. Most of the students and staff here at UBC have no idea that a few times every day, underneath their feet, capsules with radioactive stuff speed by at up to 100 kilometres an hour. There you go.
2: It's a fascinating video. I had no idea, and no, even Tom doesn't know why it's called the rabbit line. There we go. Got to go. A couple things we didn't get to in there. The viral trailer for Harrison Ford in Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny is up. Coming to theaters next June. It's in the homework videos as well. Also, how the river cleaning interceptor 007, they deployed it at a creek near L.A. They had their first big rainstorm. You will not believe what came floating down there, and they had to tweak it. Oh, wow. Thirty-five thousand pounds came out in the first couple hours. Amazing what they're able to protect. Yeah, with everybody watching, and it's a great video with some great clips. We don't have time to play here of the neighbors reacting to it in typical California style. Good to have you back with us, Dan. Thank you very much. Look forward to seeing you on Wednesday. Yes, hope to see many of you in person at the VMUG meeting. I've put the link into the show notes there for the Pro Patria Legion. If you can't make it in person, we will do our best to make it all work for you on Zoom as well. Sounds great. Brian, thanks as always f- for being here. Thanks again for filling in this weekend. Yeah. Congratulations yeah. to you and Juna. Thank on you. The, when is the due date?
3: Uh, January 11th is what we're expecting, but it could be any day now. Who knows? We're <laughs> Don't t- say I'm, I'm, that. He
2: needs to hold off at least until January 11th. Thank you. Don't go there. Geez. Awesome. All right. <laughs> thanks very so much. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Tuba Christmas in Market Square, 1 p.m. till 3 p.m. We'll talk to you next weekend. And so it goes.